Well, hello and welcome to West Connects podcast, where we hope to help student athletes be successful on and off the field. I'm excited today to have Mike Dorsey with me, who was around the same class as me, um, and uh, appreciate you taking the time, Mike. Uh, sounds like you just got over a little bit of COVID in your household. Is everyone doing okay? Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, every, everyone's everyone's on the mend. Uh, it was just kind of, I guess it was our, it was our turn. Um, you know, I think it's uh, one of those things that we're all we're all experienced, but um, I'm glad to have it behind us. So we're uh, we're approved to go back into the wild, as I, as I said. So we're <laughs> Good. we're on the mend. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, maybe for the benefit of our listeners, could you give a little bit of background on yourself, what class you were, um, uh, what team you were on, etc. At Westland. Yeah, sure. So I, I was class of 2008. Um, I played, uh, on the, on the hockey team. Um, I, I actually came in to play both hockey and baseball. Um, ultimately kind of made the, the call after the hockey season, my freshman year to, uh, to not play baseball, but, you know, partook in, in the intramural softball instead. So, um, that was that was my my experience. Two thousand eight hockey team for the most part. Was that difficult? Um, that transition away from playing baseball and, and talking to the coach and the players and and all that. How'd that go? Yeah, no, it, it was, and it, it was. It's a tough call, and still, I'm still not one hundred percent. I made you know the right call. Looking back, I kind of wish. You know, I love baseball, and I you know I spoke to to Woody about it, and he was you know as you'd expect, great about it. Um, but you know, it, it, it was, it was not an easy call. Um, you know, I, I think if, if the seasons were maybe separated a little bit, so if it was like a, a, a fall and a spring that would have been a little bit different, but, um, you know, I had some, some injuries I was coping with after the season. And, um, you know, I just, I just felt like I needed a little bit of a, a, a breather to kind of recoup a little bit. So, but like you said, it's, it's, you know, it kind of in retrospect, wish, you know, I moved forward with it, but. Um, you know, we, we had some fun in the softball diamond as well. So that was, that was good. Yeah. I have no doubts about that. Um, <laughs> and you know, to be frank, being a two sport athlete is, is a challenge. I had, um, a younger guy on here, Chad Malinowski recently, you know, two sport athlete, uh, lacrosse and hockey, he was captains of both. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just a lot, right? Um, so I think given the academic load and also you want to make sure that you have a robust social life. Um, right. You know, I, I think it's a hard call to make, but um, an important one to have some balance in school. And so let's talk a little bit more about your experience of the hockey team. Um, what was mm-hmm. that like for you? Was it was it pretty positive? Were there some challenges? Um, kind of what were your big takeaways being on the team while you were there? Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, it was, it was great. I mean, we, we came in our, my freshman year, we had, I want to say, you know, 15 or so freshmen. So we, we almost had a, a, a small team just in and of ourselves. Um, you know, our freshman year, we, we even um, preseason did a, a freshman verse game versus the rest of the team game. Just, we had that many bodies, um, but it was, you know, it, it was great. I mean, we, it was, um, you know, you, you do the, tr- obviously the training, you don't play till the winter. So, you know, there's, 
you do the training preseason and um, you, you try and get to know the guys coming in, uh, all different backgrounds, all different, all different schools. Um, but you, you know, as you approach the season, uh, it, it's more more or less like anything else, where you you spend a lot of time with with the guys on the team, and um, you know, it, it's just a, a very positive experience for me. It was. You know, I, I whatever school I was going to go to, I, I wanted to make sure that you know athletics were part of that. Um, so it was important for me to kind of find a place that allowed me to to, to play at least one sport, if you know, if not two. So um, you know, ha- having such a, a tight knit tight knit um, group of you know fifteen or so guys coming in was you know certainly you know it was certainly good to have a bunch of other guys to lean on. You know, initially everyone's new, everyone's kind of learning the ropes everyone um you know was you know likely you know one of the standouts on their previous team and you know now you're trying to find a new identity and doing that amongst 15 other guys was uh you know a, a good way to do it it really it's it was an opportunity for us to all really get to know each other pretty well and then in terms of um transition into your professional life did you do things in the summer or did you start early thinking about this is ultimately what I want to do as a job? Did it happen kind of organically when you were a senior? What was that journey like for you? Yeah, no, you know, I was, I was giving it some thought kind of, you know, knowing I was coming on just to, to chat about this. And, you know, for me, it, it's really been the, the journey the whole way. So, I mean, I grew up in Boston I uh, went to school, uh, high school at Catholic Memorial High School, which is a, uh, a Catholic all-boys school in West Roxbury in, in, in Boston. Um, you know, from there, after graduation, I was actually committed to go to another school uh, to play hockey and baseball and then did the um, did the orientation. And it just something just didn't click. It just didn't feel like the right spot for me. Um, and, you know, in, in retrospect, you know, I think that was obviously a great call. Um, but for me, I, I did a, a PG year. So I, I PG'd at the Berkshire school. Um, and it was, you know, honestly, I, I didn't, you know, really know the options out there. You know, I, I knew the kind of local schools that I, I played against. I knew, you know, some of like the ISL schools because I had some friends that went there, but I didn't really know the, the landscape of, you know, different opportunities that are out there. And, um, you know, I, I think taking that, that PG year was, was great for me, both socially and, and kind of give me a, a little bit of chance to, to grow physically and, um, you know, maybe bridge the gap between uh, going to kind of a, a, a private, small, all boys Catholic school for high school uh, and boarding for a year before going off to school uh, to, to Wesleyan. So, um, you know, for me, it was, you know, I don't, I don't say that to kind of um, highlight my ignorance, but, you know, I think it was, it's all part of the journey. And, and I think that the, the ultimate opportunity and, and a reason why you choose a school like Wesleyan is, is, is the opportunity and the, in, you know, the, the doors that it opens. Um, so like I said, you know, I come in, we, we have 15 guys uh, in, in my class and, you know, there's kids coming from Canterbury, Canterbury the, the Hill School, Choate, um, Kimball Union, you know, Salisbury, really all over and, you know, schools that I hadn't heard of prior to, um, you know, stopping or, or playing at, at the Berkshire School. But, you know, it's people coming from all different backgrounds. Um, so, 
you know, kind of with, give it, putting that in perspective of just kind of the journey of getting there. And then it was kind of, kind of, uh, I guess, finding your identity on campus too. You know, you're obviously a, an athlete. You, you tend to kind of, you know, move in packs with, with the, the folks that you, you're, you know, working with day to day, but, um, you know, trying to embrace the culture, which was, you know, certainly different from, from where I had come from. Um, so you're trying to, again, you know, adjust to that, to that lifestyle as well. Um, and then, you know, trying to understand, you know, what opportunities are out there, you know, post-college at that point, you know, I, I don't feel as though, and this is, you know, likely, um, you know, my, my doing, but I don't feel as though, um, I properly, um, I don't say properly, but I, I don't feel as though I, I uh, maybe knew all the opportunities out there at the time. But I think that was that was not a representation of, you know, my experience because there were I had a lot of teammates that, that, you know, knew exactly what they were doing. I think it was just me kind of adjusting over time and trying to figure out, you know, the path I wanted to take. Um, so I, I think it was, you know, in retrospect, just kind of looking back, it's just, you know, each each step I took along the way was, was really just kind of, you know, a, a growth period and trying to understand what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go. And I think that it kind of, it kind of clicked for me initially, my junior year, um, I had uh, applied to, um, an internship at an investment bank in, in New York city. Um, and, you know, was fortunate to get, uh, an interview um, you know, I had really never been to New York city. Um, so it was, it was my first stand. I actually stayed at a teammate's house, um, the night before and, you know, took the train in with his dad when he was going to work. Um, and it was the middle of winter. <laughs> I remember it. And I, I had to, you know, I pulled out this, this, you know, whatever suit I had, the, the probably the one suit I had at the time. And I'm walking out, uh, out the door, uh, to go to the train and, you know, I didn't have a coat and it was probably, you know, 20 degrees out. I had to borrow, you know, the, the dad's overcoat and, you know, we, we took the train in uh, together and I had to, you know, find where I was going and, you know, kind of got into the interview and, you know, I, I could just, I could just tell I was based on the questions and then based on the, uh, the subsequent expressions to my answers, I, I could just tell I wasn't prepared. And that was really a, a tipping point for me uh, was, was knowing that, you know, I, I needed to do more work. I need, I, I kind of, I, I should have done more work in advance. Um, and it was kind of my goal from there to never walk in and, and, and to have a conversation with anyone or, or, you know, take anyone's time without being prepared for that conversation. So that, that was really for me, a kind of an enlightening moment. Um, and I kind of use that as, as kind of an opportunity to think back of like, don't, you know, maybe you should have known, maybe you should have done more, but, you know, don't, don't have that experience again, you know, don't, don't go into a conversation unprepared and, you know, do your homework, understand what you want to do, you know, figure out the path you want to take um, and, and do, and do the research necessary to, you know, um, you know, I, I guess represent yourself better. So I guess for, that was, that was really the, the initial, um, when it kind of clicked for me is, all right, I have to kind of gather myself here and figure out what I really want to do. Um, and then, you know, at that point, um, you know, you start looking for jobs and going into um, my junior year, I wound up getting an internship. 
it wasn't in investment banking. It was in, it was in uh, the wealth management space. Um, and then, you know, kind of took that opportunity and, and really tried to make the most of it and got asked back the, the following year um, to, uh, to do another summer before going into, um, I guess, into the real world. Um, so from there, uh, and feel free to jump in or if you want well, me to just keep going. I, I no, I mean, I, I think a couple of things and I've done, you know, probably six or seven of these so far. And the, some of the themes keep coming up again and again. Right. And one of them is that your network and your affinity group, the hockey team, um, you know, just Wesley in general, your social group at school will afford you a lot of opportunities and it will get you in the door to that interview in New York city. Right. And you can stay at a friend's house and you've got these resources at hand, but unless you're prepared and organized to execute upon those opportunities, you're not going to be successful. Um, and that takes intentionality, takes time, it takes organization. And, and I think, you know, the lesson that you learned there is you probably could have, could have reached out to a lot of Wesleyan hockey alums that were five years ahead of you and said, Hey, what are these guys going to ask me when I walk in the door? What is that meeting going to look like? And been a little bit more prepared, but you learned the hard way. Right. And you won't make that mistake again. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, in, in retrospect, I'm glad it happened, you know, cause it's, it's, I, I guess the opportunity that the timing is, is, is the, you know, is, is the time to do it. Um, if there is a time to do that, I guess. Uh, but, you know, you, 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 you learn a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it happened because it, it kind of brings you back to reality of, you know, you, you can kind of get into, you know, the bubble of, of being in school and, 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 you know, going to school, going to class and going to the hockey rink or going to the gym. And, and you can kind of get in that, especially as you, you move into the upper class and you get a little bit more comfortable, but, you know, I think uh, that was a, a good reality check of, um, you know, you really need to kind of get your stuff together and, and figure out what you like to do and, and, and work a little bit harder, obviously, to, to get to that next step. So, and, and how did you actually land those, the internship that you were talking about? How did that, how did exactly come about? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was just, I mean, it was, it was networking within kind of uh, local channels. So it was, it was a, internship within within um in boston so it was just kind of working through you know family and friend networks to try and you know find something that um you know was probably you know suitable at the time um and it was you know for me it was a great experience just kind of your first first step into the space and you're working in an environment where you know these are these, these are people's livelihoods they, they come in every day and um, you know, they're, you, you see what they're working towards. You kind of get an opportunity to, to sit in on meetings, whether it was client meetings at the time, or, um, you know, if it was, um, you know, kind of all hands company meetings. Um, so it was just kind of more, more an opportunity to kind of see how things worked a little bit better. So, I mean, you can, you can read as much as you want online of, you know, here are the opportunities you can, you know, if you want to go into finance, you can go into investment banking, you can go into, um, you know, private wealth, you can go into equity research. Uh, but, you know, what do those really entail and what, and what goes into it? And what are the day-to-day -day responsibilities of it? 
and, you know, what do you need to know in advance before you go into them? And, you know, what, what types of things will open or close doors in, in, in any of those, those lanes you decide to take. So, um, it was really kind of my first opportunity to see that. And I think as you know, we'll probably get to, but I think that was, you know, certainly my first experience as, as far as an internship. But to me, I knew it was something I wanted to eventually get back to, but I also knew that, you know, coming out of school at 22 years old, you know, one, who's going to give me their money to invest for them? And, you know, two, why would, why would they want to? And, and three, I wouldn't want to do it because I wouldn't feel comfortable knowing what I was doing. Um, so for me, you know, that was the experience of, okay, this is what this is like. Um, this is the kind of the day-to-day responsibility. Here's what you're doing for people. Um, now kind of next step would be, let's, let's try and go out and build on that and figure out, you know, what type of additional experience you would need um, if, if that's what you want to do ultimately down the road. So, yeah. So it sounds like you had a pretty firm idea of what ultimately you wanted to do. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think coming out of that, coming out of that internship, I, I knew I wanted to kind of be within finance. I knew ultimately probably within, um, the private wealth space, but I also knew that I need additional experience. So, um, you know, not only for, for, you know, client's sake, but just for, for my, my sake to kind of build a foundation of, of expertise and knowledge base um, to kind of revisit that at some point in the future. Um, but, you know, naturally I graduated in 2008, which was um, uh, an interesting time to be looking for a job in finance, as, as many know. Um, I think it was, I graduated obviously in May and then I landed the first job in October of 08. And the market bottomed in March of '09, so it was it was uh, interesting time to say the least to to try and break your break into the into the workforce. But um, so what, what I wound up getting uh, my first job at Brown Brothers Harriman um, in Boston. I know they they have locations in in New York and other places. Um, you know they're they're known as kind of a um, you know private investment bank or you know, private wealth bank, but they also known as a, as a custodian as well, uh, a global custodian. And I was kind of on the, on the custody side. Um, so I started in the operations department um, really as far back as possible. It was in the security master file, which is, is actually setting up um, securities on the custody system. So it's not, it's, it's exactly as glamorous as it sounds, but it was, you know, in retrospect, again, it's, it was kind of a building block of, of what I needed um, to, to where, to where I was, where I was heading is, you know, I, I, it was a good foundation to understand kind of big picture, um, of, you know, here's operationally how things work. Uh, it was, a, it was a chance for me to kind of work through certain things of, okay, this seems like kind of a, a broken process or a fragmented process. How do we make it better? Um, you know, it's, is there a way to create some kind of, you know, macro that can solve this issue that we don't have to manually do it? Um, or, or something like that. It, it, it's just, you know, a kind of a troubleshooting, you know, how, how do we make this process better and make it more efficient for, you know, our end clients um, in, you know, in the operations department, your end client is in a, another internal group that, you know, reports back to the end client. So, you know, for me, um, I think it was a good place to start because, you know, I, I knew I wanted to be in finance, but it gave me an opportunity to kind of get in the door somewhere and, and really kind of hunker down and, and figure out where I wanted to go. And it, it also allowed me to, 
to kind of put together, and it, it's still kind of something that I that I do to this day is is kind of map out a, a plan for myself, and you know where do I want to be in ten years, and then if I want to be here in ten years, you know what do I need to be in three to five, and if I want to be there in three to five, you know what do I need to do in the next twelve months to get there. So I've always kind of had that that rolling, you know, where I need to be in twelve months, you know, three to five years and ten years. And, you know, it, it was kind of a, you know, I kind of had flashbacks to, you know, the, maybe a missed opportunity or, or maybe a great opportunity of, of not being prepared that now I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to be, you know, uber prepared for the opportunities that, that come uh, in the future. And I'm going to map it out so that, you know, I understand, um, you know, what needs to be done. And if I don't get there, the only person's fault it is, is my own because I didn't do what needed to be done in order to get there. So I think that's when that was kind of the second, the second time things clicked. Um, and I knew that, you know, at that point it needed to be, all right, so this, this is the network. This is where you have to kind of ramp up the, the, the networking part of it um, and reach out to anyone and anyone, everyone and anyone who will take the phone call or, um, you know, email or, you know, cup of coffee or lunch. Um, and it's just, you know, it becomes, uh, you know, it has to be, you know, it has to be a job. It ha- you have to really work at it. Um, and I think in, in this position, it kind of gave me that opportunity to, you know, do my day-to-day job, but also take the time to, you know, build a network, not only internally, but, um, you know, start to build one, you know, externally of, you know, building relationships and finding mentors and things like that. So um, I think that was kind of my my first opportunity in, into the workforce and um, I've kind of continued to, to use that process even to this day. Yeah. A few things I want to tease out there. One, I love the concept and we talk about this uh, on the show with a lot of folks is, you know, the misconception I think when you're young is, Oh, when I land the gig, I don't have to network anymore. And the reality is, is, is when you find the space that you like, that you think you want to be in for a long time, that's when you have to ramp up your networking because, yeah, you, you know, your, your professional life is going to be a zig and a zag. It's not going to be a straight line. Realistically, you're not going to stay at the same firm for a long time and you never know what coworker, or what junior person or senior person or somebody at a different rival firm is going to be your coworker one day, or is going to, you know, work with you. And you really want to make sure that you've got a robust network so you can take advantage of any opportunity that you see there and keeping that relationship building that network sharp, I think is, is huge as you look at your professional development. Yeah, no, it's a hundred percent. And I, and I say that to, you know, folks that I, that I'll meet with, you know, don't, <laughs> don't start networking when you're, when you're looking for a job at that point, it's, it's too late. And in the person you're sitting across from can feel your, uh, your sense of urgency for looking for something, you know, it, it's a continual process. It's, it's something you need to always be doing. Um, I think, you know, if, if it's something you're doing with, there's, you know, there's no, there's no agenda that, you know, people understand that and they can, they can really get to know and get to see who you are. Um, you know, if, if it's something of, Hey, I've been in this job for five years. I've, I've just had enough. Uh, do you know anyone out there I can talk to? It's like that—that's a different conversation. Of you know, hey, how's it going? Here's what I'm doing. You know, here, you know, here's what I'm you know working towards. What are you up to? What have you been doing? It's—it's it's just a different—it's a different feeling to the conversation. So, 
you know, I, I think it's, I think you always have to be doing it and you can't, you know, revert back to doing it when, when you need it most, it just has to be kind of a continuous process because you also don't know when the opportunities come up, you know, you could have met someone, you know, 10 people ago and that you, you, you have to kind of stay front of mind and, you know, continue to reach out and, you know, see how they're doing, check in periodically and, you know, enjoy the holiday. You know, as we approach Thanksgiving, it's, there should be those people that you're reaching out to of, you know, just reconnecting end of year holiday season, you know, you know, I know it's been a wild year, but, you know, I, I hope that you, uh, you know, get to enjoy some time with family and hope you're doing well and love to connect in the, in, in the new year, things like that. So it's, it's really just staying, you know, top of mind uh, with people at your network, and particularly, you know, the early years when, um, you know, you, you don't have much of a resume or, or anything like that uh, at your disposal. It's more, you know, your, your effort and energy of, of putting yourself out there. So. And, and before we kind of move on to that next step in your career, maybe draw the parallel a little bit more about, cause I graduated law school in 09. So, you know, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, that was, that was an unfortunate <laughs> uh, vintage to be associated with. But if you're a current student or a recent alum and you're ending into a COVID workforce and maybe you had, you know, a position taken away or things are really um, unsettled right now, any words of advice to folks that are going through something that I think is a fair parallel to draw to what happened in 2008? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great question. Um, you know, I, I've actually just started a new position a few months ago, so I can, I can, um, I can kind of relate to, to what, what it's like trying to kind of get into a new company and, and, um, you know, try and get to know people virtually and it's, you know, get to interview with people virtually. It's, it's, it's a different animal. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's tricky. I, I think that you have to kind of do, um, you know, what's in your control. And I think that, you know, we're certainly fortunate now to have all the technology available. And I think that, you know, you're, you've seen this great undertaking of, of, um, you know, people using zoom and, in you know, all these other opportunities to kind of connect virtually. And it's, it's, um, you know, 10 years ago, it's, that's, that's probably, you know, a lot of this technology doesn't exist and it's not really, uh, it's not really a, a, a way for, for people to connect and, you know, working from home or working remotely, you know, wasn't as, uh, as adopted as it now. So, but I, but I do think, you know, the point is a good one is it's, you know, it's a in, tricky environment, um, but you have to kind of persevere and you have to, you have to dig into your network and, you know, hopefully you've been, you've been doing it for a a year or two in advance that you can kind of go back and I, I think people will understand the situation that you're in, um, and, you know, really kind of tapping in to those relationships that you've established. Um, you know, even, even if it's, you know, even if they're, they're new ones, I think, uh, people will understand and, and notice the effort you've taken to, to establish them to begin with. And then, you know, understand that it's a, it's a tough market out there that, um, you know, all, all you can do is, 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 you know, make the effort and, um, you know, hopefully something will work out. And, and I'm sure it will. It's, you know, Wesleyan has a, has a great network of folks and w- people willing to, to lend a hand and help out where they can. So. Yeah. And, and just to reinforce the point you made earlier, you know, with 2008 and COVID, um, you have to understand that, when, you know, you, when that happens and you lose that position or you're trying to figure out what to do, you pick up the phone and you, and you call people and unless you've 
been maintaining those relationships. And those are kind of people that have been top of your mind that you've been trying to be helpful with, et cetera. Um, they're getting a lot of phone calls, right? So <laughs> right. That, that, now is not the time to build that network out, to build those relationships. <laughs> now is the time to call in those favors or say, Absolutely. Hey, hey, Bill, I've been talking to you for two years. Um, can I come in and just chat or can we set up a real phone call? I need some help. And um, right. that's a good life lesson because something like 2008 or, or COVID seems to happen every kind of five years these days. And then that, when your boss comes into the office and says, put all your stuff in the cardboard box and on your way to the curb, you pick up the phone. That's not the time to build a relationship. Um, that, that all kind of comes well before that. So something definitely to keep. Yeah. That, that's that, that desperation phone call that no one wants to get, you know, it's, it's the, uh, like you said, it's the, the conversations and the, and the relationships that you've hopefully been developing, um, that you can kind of cash in whatever, whatever goodwill you've built up over time. Yeah. That's, that's the time for that political capital to come into play. So let's kind of move forward here and talk about kind of what that next step of your professional career looked like um, after your, uh, I think we are at your first position at BB&H. Yep. So, so for me, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying of, you know, kind of having the, the, the longer term goals and shorter term goals, you know, for me, it was, you know, trying to, trying to set those and put those in place. So I, I knew that in the role I was in, it's not a place I wanted to be, uh, you know, for a long time. And I wanted to get the experience and get as, as much out of it. And, you know, I worked with some great people, um, who, who I, you know, still stay in touch with today. Um, you know, but I, I knew that, you know, if I wanted to get where I wanted to be in, you know, five or 10 years that, you know, my, my next steps needed to show progression and show kind of an aptitude to be able to excel in a different part of, of the industry. Um, so, you know, I, I made the decision that you know, I wanted to be maybe in this type of role for, you know, two to three years. Um, you know, there's an opportunity, you know, after year one to kind of move to uh, another group within operations that was kind of building off of, you know, my previous experience and kind of working in a, um, an environment with, with other groups to kind of be a liaison between the two groups. And uh, I did that for another year and a half, two years. Um, and then I got the opportunity at Boston Advisors, which was my next, my next stop, um, you know, came from, you know, truly that networking opportunity that you do the work in advance that, you know, something will hopefully come to fruition. And, you know, for me, that was, you know, networking with uh, prior BBH employees that were or have worked at BBH in the past that had moved on uh, to other uh, to an, another place in the investment in the investment world uh, and had gone to a few lunches with some folks. Um, and I was I remember it. And, and he told me to this day, this was, you know, a big part of the reason for you know why they asked me to come in. Um, you know, I had gone to a few lunches with, you know, a, a smaller group. Um, and I was, um, walking down the street one day and one of the guys that I had, I had met with was walking down the other side of the street. So I literally crossed, crossed the street and, and went over to him and said, Hey, you know, it's, it's, you know, great to see you again. Uh, you know, what he'd been up to. It's, um, you know, just, just more or less saying hello and reconnecting, making sure he remembered who I was. Um, and didn't think any of it. I just, 
you know, it's just, it's just what people do. You, you say hello to someone, you know, right. Um, and then kind of got a phone call, uh, not too long after that, probably a few months after that saying, Hey, we have a, we have a position, uh, opening up in our private wealth group. Um, but it's going to be kind of a, a hybrid, you know, research position to probably come in at more of a, you know, kind of lower, lower level, but get you that exposure to, uh, the investment side that, you know, I was, I was obviously looking for at the time, um, and, you know, ultimately got the job and, and came in and this would have been in 2011. Um, so got the job. It was an associate portfolio manager role. Uh, the role was working with, um, two of the portfolio managers who manage their own books of business, um, and, um, you know, working in a, in a research analyst capacity as well. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I also didn't want to rest on my laurels of, of three years of experience. So I also started, I went back and got my master's um, in investment management um, while simultaneously, you know, studying for the CFA exam as well. So it was 2011 and 12 were kind of a big, uh, a big year for me, big transition year. Um, you know, it was a lot of information. It was certainly that you know, drinking from a fire hose type of situation. But uh, again, it was, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It's just get as much information as possible, you know, be a sponge, you know, listen to, listen to what people are saying, but, you know, observe. I, I've always been kind of a, more of an observer than a, than a, uh, someone who's going to be, you know, the most, the most uh, talkative in, in a meeting. I just, I, I want to make sure that, you know, I am understanding what people are talking about and what, you know, what the implications of certain things are. And then, you know, once I understand kind of the mechanics of that, you know, I will certainly jump in when, when it makes sense to, but, um, so that was kind of the, the next transition. And it, it was, it was, again, it was, it was just networking. Um, you know, it was kind of a fortuitous opportunity and maybe one of happenstance, but, you know, it, it worked out to, to kind of, for me to make that jump from the operations to the investment side. Got it. And I, I think, you know, what I'm hearing there is <laughs> have a plan, execute the plan and always kind of understand that it's going to, at the end of the day, be people that are going to, you know, facilitate that next move for you. Um, so I, I love hearing how kind of open-minded you were to, to keeping some of those relationships warm and, and top of mind. Um, maybe for some uh, edification of folks who uh, don't have as much experience, talk a little bit more about kind of where you are today and what your day-to-day -day work in, entails. Um, you know, if, if somebody's listening has an interest in, in private wealth management or you know, the advisory space or asset management, what would all those things mean in, in maybe layman's terms to help people kind of educate themselves? Sure. So uh, why don't I, uh, so I'll just continue to kind of connect the dots from there just to kind of give the additional background and in, in the path to get there. Um, because it, you know, it's, it, it may not be, you know, a traditional route, but, um, you know, it, it's, I think if you, if you have a plan in place and you, you know, work hard to execute it, it's, it's certainly something that you can achieve. Um, so, you know, for, for in that, in that role that I, that I took on at, at Boston Advisors, um, it was, um, like I said, it was kind of a hybrid role. So it was working research related. It was working with individual clients, 
um, you know, maybe, maybe not directly initially, but, you know, working with, with the, the PMs or the advisors, um, and, you know, doing some kind of prep work for meetings initially, uh, and then, you know, actually sitting in meetings and then, um, you know, taking on a bigger responsibility on the research side, um, which, you know, I, I started at that point to, to really, you know, get more interested in, uh, particularly kind of going through the CFA program and, and be able to put the, uh, the academics of the, of the CFA program into practice uh, in that type of role was, it just became more and more appealing to me. Um, so I, you know, took on a bigger role in that capacity of, you know, overseeing certain sectors and, you know, having responsibility for coverage within, within at the time it was tech healthcare and consumer discretionary, um, which are, you know, sectors in the equity markets. Um, and then an opportunity internally uh, came up from, um, you know, just kind of, I guess, you know, seeing the effort that I had been putting in. And there was a, a, another department um, within Boston Advisors on the institutional side. And it was uh, the institutional side being, you know, investing for, um, you know, insurance companies or, or foundations or, uh, in, or endowments and things like that. So it's more institutional investors than, than your individual investors. So for that, it was to, to take on, they were looking to build out the fundamental research department uh, in the institutional department. Um, it was kind of known for its, its quantitative research process. Um, and the PMs kind of used a, a qualitative process to, um, to kind of, they kind of used the, they all use their own qualitative process. And what they were trying to do is kind of institutionalize the fundamental component of their process. So they, they created uh, a couple of analyst positions and that was, that was the goal to kind of build that out. So that was, you know, for me, a, a great opportunity to kind of have my fingerprints all over something that was, you know, building it from scratch. And it was, again, it, go, it goes back to relationships. It was, it was building relationships on, um, you know, on training relationships on the broker side and, and building a database for research and, um, you know, working with the PMs and, and coming up with ideas for, for their portfolios. And that, you know, pretty quickly morphed into uh, a portfolio manager job, um, which was overseeing a, a, a large cap value mutual fund, which, um, which was uh, oversaw about a, a billion dollars or so um, for the benefit of, um, like I said, some, um, insurance companies and, and foundations uh, and, and the like. So it was, it was, again, just kind of putting your head down and, and having, um, you know, idea of where you wanted to be and where you wanted to go. Um, and then I, I, I kind of got to the point, um, I had been in that role for a few years and, you know, that was kind of my 10 years in the business and, you know, what better time to, to do a, uh, you know, a milestone check of what the next 10 look like. Um, so it was kind of, you know, reiterating the, the one, the 12 month goal, the three to five, and then the 10 year goal. And I, I'd kind of gotten to what I was trying to achieve in 10 years that I, you know, set out 10 years beforehand. And it was just, at that point, it was just me reassessing of, you know, where did I want to be in the next 10? Um, and I, I knew I love, I loved the industry. I loved, you know, being in the investment industry. Um, but it kind of went back to that experience that I had in, in the private wealth internship of, you know, I, I, as much as I like, you know, doing what I was doing, you know, I really want to do it for, you know, private individual investors, um, you know, working on the institutional side it is, you know, doing research on individual names and you're, you're reading through 10 K's and you're building models and you're, you know, building portfolios. 
And then from there, you're, you know, reporting to a, uh, investment consultant, that investment consultant takes it back to the, the, uh, insurance company, the client, and then that client, you know, sells product to individual clients. So I wanted to kind of cut those, those middle parts out and just, you know, work directly for folks that, um, you know, I could sit across from the table from and, and kind of explain what we're doing and how we're helping. And, you know, you, you kind of get to see the fruits of your labor a little bit more, um, of working on a, for, at least for me, it's, it's not the same for everyone, obviously, but for me, it was, it was getting to kind of see the fruits of your labor to work with individual clients. So that's kind of what I set out to do at that point. So, like I said, I, you know, you, you continuously network and you're, you're trying to get, um, you know, always building your network and, um, you know, fortunately was able to reach out to many folks. And for me, it was, it was then, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what was the next step, you know, was it to go directly there? Was it to do kind of a, a pivot somewhere else where, you know, looking at a, a multifamily office or a single family office or an endowment, um, or, you know, was it going to be, um, you know, something like that or con- a consultant that you'd kind of, you know, bridge the gap of where I was trying to get to. But, you know, ultimately I, I met with, um, I met with the, the guy that I interned with, um, you know, back in my college summer intern and we grabbed lunch and, you know, we'd stayed in touch and, you know, I kind of told him what I was looking to do. And he said, funny enough, you know, I'm, I'm looking to do something as well. I'm, I'm going to be in moving my, my book of business from one place to, from place A to place B. Uh, we're looking to build out the team and we're looking, you know, to, to add some in, investment expertise and, you know, sure enough, that's, that's the one that worked, you know, is, it was revisiting an experience that I had um, from an internship, you know, in college um, in, you know, building out 10 years worth of, of foundational um, investment background that, you know, certainly made getting that position, um, you know, much easier having already had the established relationship and, you know, certainly understanding that the path they had taken to, you know, build a resume and build credentials and understand the business. Um, so that was my next step of, you know, moving to a, a, a more pure play private private wealth company. And then we worked uh together on a on a, a book of business and I was uh, I oversaw the investments for the book of business. Um he I partnered with with my partner at the time and he um he was more kind of on the, the business development side. Um and so I put together and, and built out our investment models and and did kind of all the day-to-day, you know, homework and trading on people's portfolios. And, but, you know, what this really allowed me to do was, was get, um, you know, get more, more interactions, more, more at bats, uh, with, with individual clients. So, um, you know, it, at this point, you know, a little bit more, you know, experience. So, you know, certainly, you know, more comfortable getting in front of people, but I think it's the, the more you can tell your story and the more you can, you know, get your at-bats and, um, you know, get in front of people and explain what you're doing. Uh, I, I think that's, that's kind of the name of the game. And that's, that's really where you start to see some progress and you start to see, um, you know, you start to see your, not even your, yourself evolve, but you kind of the process evolve as well. And um, so, you know, I spent um, three years uh, in, in that role and then I got, um, I was contacted about, you know, the role that I just started, which is, you know, what I was really looking for longer term, it's, it's, um, a portfolio manager role, 
at a uh, registered investment advisor. So it's it's an RIA, uh, which is uh, working with ultra high net worth and high net worth individuals. Um, the company is called the Boston Family Office. Uh, it was founded in 1996 as as a multifamily office uh, for some you know larger established anchor clients, and has over time kind of evolved into a more traditional RIA. So um, what that involves is coming on, uh, you know, building a book of business, working with existing clients. Um, you know, this role in particular uh, is, again, you know, kind of a hybrid role of what I've been doing. So it, it was, you know, kind of the working with clients of my most recent position, but then kind of also doing some individual stock picking and building portfolios for clients as well. So um, it was kind of a, a great opportunity to, to join a place that, um, you know, was, was certainly very, very aligned with what I was looking to do. And, you know, it's, it's a great spot, uh, you know, culture wise, which is important at this, at this stage in my career was with a young family have three little kids. Um, so it's, you know, you, you want to have a certain, certain lifestyle, but, you know, still continue to work towards what your, what your goals are. So, um, that's, that's kind of how I got here. It was a long-winded answer to your question. But. <laughs> yeah, but I, I love, you know, I love that um, the the 360-degree uh, connectivity between the person that you interned with <laughs> however many years ago when you were in college to landing what sounds like a great position for you today, right? I mean, that's the power of these relationships. Yeah, and I think it goes to your point. It's it, it, it's uh, it, it's a never ending, a never ending uh, thing when when you're networking. So I mean, my internship was in 2000, 2006 and um, you know partnered with that with that same guy in in two thousand seventeen. So that that was the the life cycle of that you know that networking opportunity. Um, you know, you never know when it's gonna when it when it's gonna work out, but you know, you, you just kind of have to make sure you have a a lot of irons in the fire and, you know, stay, stay top in mind for folks. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been very generous with your time. Uh, but before we wrap up here, if you could go back and, and give your freshman self some advice or some actionable words of wisdom to current students that might be listening to this, any kind of big takeaways or things that you would reinforce to current students or very recent alums um, that they can do to help, you know, make them successful in professional life? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's, it's really trying to understand, um, you know, what you're trying to do and, and, and really, you know, digging in and, and, and putting all your effort into it. Um, it. It's understanding, you know, the opportunity you have at going to a place like Wesleyan and, and, and really trying to, you know, utilize the, the resources available to you. Um, you know, you have a great alumni network, you have a great, um, you know, use, use the, uh, the, the sports network that you have within, you know, a, a, a great school. And I would even say that, you know, that, you know, being part of the Nest Tech is, is, a, is a great powerful networking tool too. You know, it's, it's not just Wesleyan. It's, it's, it's a network that, um, that, that is the Nest Tech that, you know, people can relate to. It's, you know, Oh, you know, you went to this school, you know, you must've known this person. And it's a, it's a very, natural progression in that conversation. So it's, it's, I guess, just understanding, uh, you know, the opportunities that you have in front of you and, you know, working hard to, 
to achieve them and, and, you know, never, uh, I guess never, never resting on those laurels, always working hard to improve yourself and, and make yourself better, make yourself more marketable. Um, and just, you know, you work hard. Yeah. And, and, and avoid anyone that went to Williams would be my other kind of two cents, but no. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was understood. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> I, love, I love that though, because anytime that you can find that shared affinity, that shared background, that shared experience, it does make that initial conversation that much easier. Right. Um, and people do want to help, I think within that community. So, um, Mike, thank you for the time. This has been tremendous. Uh, I always ask, but um, if anybody listening uh, is interested in connecting and learning more about your story, your current focus, or, or maybe just understanding what asset management or wealth management looks like, is it okay for them to, to reach out and, and uh, talk to you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anytime you can, you know, reach out on, on LinkedIn or you know, however, you know, whatever is the best means for, for reaching out to the website or, you know, shoot me an email. Yeah. And of course, any, any, any opportunity, I'm happy to chat with folks. Um, that's, that's why we do this. That's why we're, we're, you know, we appreciate your efforts of, of, you know, working on this, on this podcast and, um, you know, what, whatever, whatever I can do to help and, and, you know, pay it forward. That's I'm certainly happy to do that. Well, terrific. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And, uh, look forward to staying in touch. Great. Thanks, Brian.